Welcome back to the Brothers-in-Law of Destruction. Uh, we had a whole uh, itinerary set up to speak about tonight, but there has just been some breaking news on uh, Twitter. Tyler, would you like to uh, take us through that, what we just saw? Yes. So um, as we were setting up ready to go, um, I was on Discord uh, for my the website. I was I have to, always had to plug it, AIPT Comics. And uh, I was looking up our wrestling stuff on here. And um, I guess WWE had posted uh, a video narrated by Shawn Michaels about NXT. And um, it looks like now it's, you know, read into this what you will, but there was just a video about how they're always going to honor the past, but it's about the future. And, you know, we are NXT and uh, they're doing away with the, um, Oh, Adam Blompier, he, he would, he called it like Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon XT or however he would phrase it. Um, and it's no longer NXT 2.0. It's just NXT now. So I think changes are coming to NXT. Looks like uh, the old callers come back. Looks like some black and gold in there. Yeah, it looks like they uh, are, uh, are kind of probably a mixture. I would say, if we're being honest, it's probably going to be a mixture of old and new. I'd say so. Which he, he mentioned that in his uh, thing, however serious you want to take his voiceover, which I would imagine take it decently serious, is he said, you know, we want to honor the past and still embrace embrace the future. So I think I think they'll they'll do that. Yeah, I think so. I'm I, I didn't so I was planning on actually watching NXT tonight, but then the Columbus crew game was on and then it's in a uh weather delay anyway, so I should have just I should have just watched NXT. Florida weather for you, man. Can't depend yeah. on it. I know. No rain, but just lightning. And um, I wasn't going to wait all night for it. So uh, I thought that we could actually start. There's a lot to break down, uh, a lot to talk about with the punks and young bucks stuff. But I want to hit on something real quick before we get started on the other stuff. And I was going to give you a shout out, Larry. Okay. Because uh, last week you had, we were talking about, um, I don't remember the exact topic, but you said that you would like to see maybe potentially a Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley uh, program. And um, I, you called it. They, they had a backstage segment on Monday Night Raw. And oh. uh, I, was, I was like, wow, when I was watching it, thinking, damn, Larry called this. And I didn't see it coming. I, I, I know I know a thing or two about a thing or two. Uh, I was uh, during Raw. I was uh, going to uh, send you this. It was in the beginning of Raw, and there's this uh, wrestling. I don't I don't remember their Twitter handle, but it, they uh, they said uh, the word is that there's going to be a uh, uh, a storyline going in with them. So I was about to send it to you and said, "Oh, look at this! Now we." We, we might get one, and then about 10 minutes later, I looked up, and it was happening. I was like, well, look at that. What do you um, – if they – so they're, they're supposed to have their match. I, I I hate to just go right to the finish, but how does how – does, what do we think this is going to happen here? I mean, um, how does it finish I, here? I don't, I don't think you'd have the title change on Raw. I would love to see a title change on Raw just because it doesn't happen very often, and I would – I didn't think it could be pretty uh, nice to see, but I think that's something you could probably get a few weeks out of. I think they will. Man, Seth's so hot right now. I think like you got to put something on him. For I, I Bobby's Bobby's doing great, 
and it sucks so bad because I love what Bobby's doing right now. But I just feel like with this heat sets got and what he's doing, I feel like he could really elevate that U.S. title even more than Bobby already has. He's doing a great job with it. Do you, I sometimes I think that when we when we think about this kind of stuff, I feel like not we as fans, but like you know whoever's booking it, sometimes overlooks something as simple as heels cheating to win. Yeah, and I. Like, I remember this would have been back, what, 2015, or I don't remember exactly. But I remember it was, a, I think it was SummerSlam. Or no, no, it wasn't a main pay-per-view. But it was, I think it was Kevin Owens' first title win in WWE. He beat Ryback for the, I think, Intercontinental Championship. Right. And Ryback went to put him in his, I don't remember what his finisher was, but got him up on his shoulders, and the ref wasn't looking or wasn't kind of angled the right way. And Kevin Owens just, like, scratched him in the eye and then beat him that way like like poked in the eye and then hit him with a pop-up power bomb and it's like oh yeah he cheated to win like yeah. that's simple i feel like you don't see that like it, it sounds silly but like something as simple as that it's either like a clean finish or a dq it's like or he could just do like a small little thing to cheat and win yeah, or I feel like if it is a, a heel cheating to win, it's the heels uh, faction come in and cheating yes. for them. Like 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 it's a like it's a distraction finish, and yeah. like we don't need any more of those. Yeah, there is an abundance of those now. Uh, I I think that's a great point. You definitely don't see that a whole lot. Uh, heels just a little thumb in the eye or a little low blow or just something real, just smooth to uh cheating and get a victory on yeah that doesn't uh it should happen more because it's like yeah look at that. I, I won i'm a heel i won i cheated you know um like we're only like five minutes into this thing and my my weight keller count starts now but i remember a couple or like a year or two ago listening to one of his podcasts and he was talking about i don't remember who the wrestler was and this was of a bygone era but how at that during that time they would have like heel champions who were legit good wrestlers would wrestle the baby face for, you know, be a, a, however long the match would be a good lengthy match. And it wasn't all this flamboyant stuff. Again, this is of a, a bygone era, but it, he wasn't cheating throughout the whole match. It's just like at the very end, he would do something to cheat. And like, that's like, man, it would put across the fact that like, Oh, he's good, but he's not good enough to beat the baby face. He had to, he had to cheat and it'd be something real small. He'd, hold the tights or he'd like be a poke the eye and something real small like that where you know i'm not cheating the whole match but i'm cheating it just at the very end because i can't put you away so right i think that'd be cool um one thing that um i heard today and i didn't even think about this but i thought i think this would be a good topic of discussion i don't know if you've noticed this and i honestly hadn't until i listened to uh, uh, um his post show he was, they were talking about um, how, and we can get more into the specifics of these matches, but how uh, there's been a few non-finishes lately. I think like three in a row um, from Triple H's booking. And um, I, I just hope that we don't see that again with Seth and Bobby. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't want a finish. I, I am a little that. worried that uh, it does seem set up because of what happened on Raw uh, with the uh, Riddle-Finn Balor match that Riddle would just come out and interfere somehow. 
I mean, I guess if he costs Seth to win, but boy, I really feel like I really feel like less is more with these distraction finishes. Yeah, it does seem like uh, they are, uh, which I've been this way for a while, but uh, yeah, it does. There's just a lot of uh, interference in matches now and a lot of uh, non finishes. And we, we could clean some of that up. I mean, I would say maybe a something satisfying if you really want to have some kind of distraction is maybe the ref's not looking and I can see a scenario where like Seth's on the outside of the ring, Bobby's trying to get out. And you know how sometimes the refs don't care if you go outside the ring. Sometimes they're like, they're, they're going to handcuff you to the wrestler. And they're like, yes. I refuse to let you go outside. And Bobby's trying to get out. And then like Matt Riddle comes out and hits, hits him with a chair, hits Seth with a chair and the ref's not looking. And like, there's like a count out finish or something, you know, something like, Okay, Bobby won, but Bobby also technically and he did not that he needed help to beat the Miz, but uh Dexter Loomis was kind of the reason why he won last week on Raw. Yeah. So I didn't expect to open up our podcast talking that much about Seth and Bobby next week. I just wanted to touch on that point. I am uh, I am pretty uh Excited about it, though. Um, would you like me to break some NXT news to you right now? Of course. Uh, I have my my crew stuff up here looking at their news, so I don't uh, have any about, more NXT uh, stuff. About what uh, happened on NXT tonight. Okay, sure. Uh, Solo uh, Sokoa is the new North American champion. Oh, really? Really. The bloodline now hold, uh, what they what, what was the tweet I just saw? I believe they said seven titles. Damn. But, well, I regret not watching it now. Oh, yeah, as you should. Oh, I learned my lesson. I mean, how would I have known there was going to be a rain or a weather delay? So he beat, <laughs> um, so he, who was, um, my mind's blank. Yeah. Cameron something? I can't, my mind's blank. I can't think of who the champion was. But uh, excited to watch that match fully and see, uh, how that goes and how that plays out. If the bloodline is going to cross over into NXT. Can you imagine Roman Reigns on NXT again? That would be great. I'd like it. That'd be, that'd be wild. Just like a one-time thing. Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about uh, Monday Night Raw then. Um, The uh, show opened up with uh, Riddle versus uh, Finn of the, uh, the Judgment Day. And uh, I'd I'd like to pose a question to you about the Judgment Day, Tyler. It's not, anything uh, major as far as what they're doing, right? Okay. If I was a new fan, right, and I was just not a very smart person, and I said, who are they? What, what, what do they do? Why, why are they around? Uh, how would you describe the Judgment Day? What's their purpose? Who are they? Uh, that's... That's a really good question. You put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> how would you describe them? I thought about maybe describe. Also, this isn't my question. There's a Instagram account called uh, the Wrestling Classic, and he posts that on his Instagram. And most of the uh, comments were just funny, and you know, everyone was kind of joking and having fun with it. But uh, I was thinking then when the question was posed, I was like, "Well, how? If you're being real dead ass serious, how how would you describe them? Because they were just." random and they've changed so much i 
Yeah. I, I thought it to me they seem like people who have always felt like they've been in other someone else's shadow and they're tired of it now. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing with that is like Edge, you've always been in someone else's shadow. You're like the most beloved wrestler. Uh I would I would say them now. Before Edge, before Edge, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> or what, what? Well, because I think I think when they originally were formed, I think the idea was that he was plucking out under not underdeveloped but maybe underappreciated or people he saw potential in underutilized people but it was so heavily like gimmicked um i would say one unique thing they have going for them is um well i I would say yeah i'd say i'd say two unique things they have going for them is one they have not that this hasn't been done before but they have um like Rhea Ripley there they have like a like a a woman in the faction and that there's not like they are open about there's no leader which I think is kind of cool and unique like there's unique elements to it for sure um I actually thought it'd be cool if Rhea was the leader but when they said they don't have one I thought okay I get that but yeah if you're a new fan and you like what I guess you can see like you can see how they would stand out but their mission statement I they're, tell you, they're, they're a Girl Scout troop. What's their what's their pledge? What are they doing? Well, Brittany just had her first Girl Scout meeting with Harper tonight. So, my, yeah. uh, a personal news for everybody: my sister was going to volunteer as a uh, Girl Scout. Just uh, or her daughter's a Girl Scout. My niece, so she was just going to help out and just you know volunteer. And she has somehow become the leader of a Girl Scout troop. <laughs> Just the full-on leader of it in a week's time, and then uh, you know, just to you know, not take my yeah, I guess bury myself here. Uh, then I sent her a funny picture. I just shaved my stomach, and I thought it'd be a funny picture. And then she said, "Don't send that during our meeting." So, <laughs> uh, which I was actually going to send you. So, um, are, you, are you still okay? I'd still yeah, love to see it, and I will. Um, anyway. So, yeah, that's I, – I think they definitely have potential – oh, my, my second point – okay, so my first point was I thought it was interesting that they, you know, like they have Rhea involved or, you know, like she's a member. Right. And the second, they openly talk about recruiting. Like they always talk about like if you want to join. So I guess to be determined is what their mission statement would be. I don't know. I think uh, I think you were right on with uh, when Edge was the, the, the leader and then – what I've gathered from them since then is that they thought no one saw them. And then I think the Dom promo he cut on Ray kind of was uh, good about the, you know, for such a small man, you cast a very big shadow and I'm tired of living in it. And uh, then Rhea whispers in his ear and he's going, I'm a man now, which, you know, what that means, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's, I'm, just, <clears throat> I'm too young to, to understand that. To be uh, determined, I do suppose. But uh, yeah, um, they do have. I wasn't very big into the Judgment Day. I, they just never really clicked with me. But I, I feel like they have a real chance now, be, or they, they still do, and a lot of people do like them. But to get even bigger, because they have a hot storyline with Dominic and Bray. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm uh, I, I, for for a faction, is in an angle that has has been uh, has gotten off to a rocky start. Whenever they're on the screen, I'm intrigued. Like, I'm not oh, yeah. like, oh, man, okay, get on with this. Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I would say that uh, they've suffered 
what three relatively high profile losses already yeah uh, or i mean i feel like they've lost almost every big match but what's what, that mean edge beat edge beat um uh damian priest yep. they've lost against the mysterios on that monday night raw they've lost i think what two different pay-per-view matches or you know so I'm like, I, you know, they do need a couple big wins coming up. So I think they need a couple. I think maybe they could get a pretty big one with uh, Ray. Maybe at some point they book Dominic versus Ray, and Ray just refuses, and they get a very good beat down on Ray and get a lot of a lot of heat from that. Get a big a big dub. So what's the what's the end game here? Like, oh, it has to be Ray versus Dominic, right? That's that's the end. Yeah, because I mean, it looks like they wrote Edge off for a while because they talk about he, he broke his. They're like, oh, he broke his leg, like in the commentary. Yeah. Uh, was a very good looking spot too. I thought. Oh, oh it looked uh, brutal. I thought it visually, um, just, obviously visually, but I don't know if I'm missing the boat here, and I don't know how you would. The the way I see this playing out is a Ray beat down. He goes away maybe for a little bit. They keep building Dom up. And then they come back, and then it's either a tag match or a singles match. But I feel like it would be a singles match, and it would be Ray Dominic at, at Mania. I think so too. I thought I was thinking about that today, but I was like, man, it's only September. It is September, so it'd be a, a long, a long story to tell. But uh, that's just how I see it. Or the Rumble, or somewhere, a, a one of the big three in the Road to WrestleMania, but just. Yeah, I, 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 the, I would be the only thing I'm weary about is if they would. I mean, look, they're the ones who want to put Dominic in this situation, in this position. But um, if they do the beat down on Edge and they do the beat down on Ray, Judgment Day has to be able to do, Judgment Day and um, Dominic himself. They have to be able to stand on their like own two feet without edge and ray eventually you know what i mean and i feel like this i feel like it would be easier for them if maybe the tag titles weren't unified right now and they have a set just on raw and you could put and you could put a set on them and they could you know be the tag champs and stay relevant through that but with them being unified and the usos clearly not giving them up anytime soon especially the judgment day right now uh yeah, I mean, it would be hard. Uh, with Triple H, I'd, I'd have faith in him, but it would be hard. But you would have to make him stay relevant on TV and continue to win. You couldn't just say, well, just go ahead and start losing again, and then come Mania time, we'll ramp it back up. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that if it does work out, and, like, you know, whenever you're watching stuff, I like, whenever I'm watching something and I think, okay, if this leads to WrestleMania or – I'm watching something and I'm like, oh, this will be part of the video package. I can see if this works out with Judgment Day in the long run and it's Ray versus um, Dominic at WrestleMania, for example. I can see the video package being like, you know, Judgment Day didn't get off to the best start. But then, like, I can see the scenario where they're talking about this as being like, they didn't know if they could they could last, but Judgment Day really proved everyone wrong, and, and you know, it starts now. I, I, I can I can hear the dramatic voiceover of the video package in my head when I see this. I'd love it. I'd love to see that at Mania. Yeah, I really would. And that'd be such a cool moment too. I would imagine like the 
because eventually we're going to get the, the documentary about it and you're going to see them backstage talking before and that'd just be so cool to see and it, it would have a lot of layers too because eventually eventually i think that you know a heel dominic with a mask mm-hmm. and the idea being like there's so many layers to like not only did you let your, me down you let your family down and you let you know like our our culture down and dominic eventually like wanting to wear a mask as a way to like mock it yeah you know so like he either wins a mask wins the mask from ray or he um like comes out at wrestlemania in a mask and i'm thinking like um when andrada used to do that like takeovers he'd come out in the mask and then he would take it off and i can just see that in my head being like the coolest thing and people really really booing him so uh now let's move to something you want to talk about, uh, which was uh, the women's uh, tag team championship match. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, hey, you texted me. You said you wanted to talk about this. This was something. Yeah. This was something brought up. You wanted to talk about uh, damage control. Do they need some damage control? Are you feeling it? Hell no. <laughs> I'm not the, I didn't feel it. It was cool at first. I felt it at first, but it has now worn down. Of the, the returns worn down. Now they're here, and the height's kind of worn down. And no, I don't. Feel, now I will say this though. I don't know if I don't feel it because I definitely am not a fan of uh, Rodriguez and Aaliyah as champions. So I don't know. Maybe if they're in a better program and one that I could get more invested in. If I would like it, but right now I know EO Sky and Dakota Kai, uh, Bailey with damage control. No, no, I'm not feeling it one bit. It feels pretty uh, unorganic to me. That's the perfect word for it. I, I think I, I mean, now that they're now that they're tag champions, I, I was like, when I when I when when they won the titles, I thought, okay. Do I feel differently? I'm like, I'll still give them that chance, but you're right. It doesn't feel organic. I, you know, I'm really, I mean, I don't know the next thing about how I, how to wrestle. I wouldn't know, but I, I'm a really big fan of Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Like EO was so good in NXT as women's champion and like her feud with Candice and, and Dakota Kai is like incredible. And I'm like, is it just me or do they feel like they have no chemistry as a team? They feel like they just, it just feels, I, I, I thought that in their, um, in the six woman tag match at Clash of the Castle, I'm like, I could hear called spots. I could, I miss spots. They just seem clunky and just, you think by now they would have been ironed out, but it's just not the case. Yeah, they do. They do definitely just seem real not on the same page uh, ever, but I'm, I'm willing to give them a shot or I have to obviously, but I'm willing to just keep watching and keep trying to invest. Now that they have the titles and now that maybe they go on to bigger programs or ones with uh, better counterparts to maybe help a little bit. But uh, yeah, as far as this one, no, this was uh, they're off to a rocky start. They did get a celebration with Pyro though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just like, I'm not into their, their promos. And honestly, the way that ended with, I mean, the tag, t- the tag tournament was a little clunky, but 
I, I'm going to give Triple H a pass there because it's not like there was ever any care put into it to begin with, and all these injuries happened, and, like, that's not really his fault. And I don't even think it was necessarily a bad idea to have um, Raquel and um, Aaliyah win, but it, I can't believe I'm going to compare the two <laughs> scenarios, but it's in my head. My first thought was, Oh, it's like when Tyler Bate won the UK title just to kind of lose it to Pete Dunn, like the original UK, like originally when the UK tournament and Pete Dunn beat him like a couple weeks later or like a month later, like yeah. you get the rub from winning, but then you're, you really want to go with another person long-term. And that's my, my and I thought, Oh, well, triple H booked that. And he books, then he booked this, like, okay, you want to get the initial shock of this team winning, but really we're going to go with this other team long-term. Like, I don't mind that, I guess, but I just, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it with him right now. I feel very underwhelmed. I was very happy, very surprised at SummerSlam. And I don't know. Bailey's just not really doing it for me right now. No, uh, her, I don't know what it is about her promos, but I think we probably have the same feeling. I don't know if anyone else does, if it's just an us thing. But, yeah, they are just not clicking with me. Again, I don't want to use unorganic again, but they just seem real forced, everything she says. And I just think, yeah, this isn't uh, – I don't don't, don't believe any of it. One good point I heard, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. You know, the idea of Triple H taking over, right, and you're not going to have – your promos aren't going to be as scripted as they were before. If it'll hurt a lot of people, maybe. Yeah, because you got to think, a lot of these people came up into it. That's how the system they came into. And then now that they don't have that system, maybe it's it's just an adjustment period. I mean, she's a professional, and she is at the highest level of this. So I do think all – I'm not saying scrap it, but um, I just feel like by – you know, what, what are we a month into it? And I feel like I haven't seen the improvement that I thought I would, or haven't seen, like, they're not where I thought, but. Right. Uh, yes. I think, I think we're both in agreement then. Uh, we're not a fan of it now, but we're willing to, willing to uh, at least keep watching them when they're on the screen and uh, try. I'm trying, I'm a, I'm willing to give it a chance still. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh the uh, Gable versus uh, Gargano match. Uh, Johnny Gargano came back. Uh, love him. Happy. He was going to win. I was talking real crazy last week about, well, what if this happens? And they lose and they get a bunch of, uh, you know, heel heat from it. Uh, definitely overthought it. He just won as he should. And then after the match, Theory got, you know. Austin some heat, Theory some, to you. <laughs> he got some uh, some heat back from it. Um, I, I want to... I don't want to immediately leave the uh, Gargano match, but he beat in a very, very good match uh, Gable, Chad Gable. Several days later, Chad Gable and Otis go to SmackDown and can't, if this, if that was a UFC fight, Braun Strowman did not absorb one significant fucking strike against those. Oh, wait. So so you mean like it was. Wait, hold on. Were you talking about last on SmackDown? Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying Chad Gable had a very competitive match with this man and then goes to SmackDown and just gets his ass kicked along with Otis. Well, was was that – today's Tuesday, though, right? Was that last Friday that happened? 
It was Friday. Yeah, the last SmackDown that happened. Right. So then, because the Gargano match was yesterday. Oh yeah. Still though. So that the yeah even more to your point. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? I, yeah, I know that's that is it's funny that um, like Alistair Black can be selling a selling a a spot from like three years ago, but I dude, I don't I don't get it, man. I just don't. I am so over these dudes coming in. If you want to have them beat up two guys at once, there's a proven way to do that, and it's having some local guys come in to just, you know, but hey, look, I was on Raw. Like, isn't that cool? And getting the fucking ass kicked. They've done it for forever. Why are we taking these teams and then making them compete against actual, you know, good wrestlers and having a good match, which is still a good match. It was like, buddy, I, he just got I got the dates wrong. Yeah. He just got his ass kicked three fucking days ago. Yeah. And yeah. and now, so what? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I know. I'm, um, I was, they, want, they want the tag team division to look good. Stop having people whoop the tag team division's ass then. Unless Braun Strowman's won in the tag titles again. Maybe. Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe it's setting up for him. He's going to take out the Usos, maybe. We well, got it wrong. I, I, I hate to be this guy, but I got to put myself over when he came back. I think I put on Discord that, like, oh, he's he, he never lost those tag titles from WrestleMania 34, and he wants them back. That's why he attacked the tag division. He's coming back for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was, you know, I was, I was pretty bummed. Not that he came back, but I was pretty bummed in the, in the fashion. Like, he literally could have just came back after that tag match. Yeah. Um, if he have just, if the music would have just hit, like if he would have came back, how they had Johnny come back after a commercial break, and he just came out and was just like, "I'm just wrecking shit now." I mean, people would still be pretty happy. Um, but or they just show, what if they just showed him backstage and just you know flipped the car again or did whatever? A pretty good way for him to come back, I feel like, would have been just had a a heel just lost, was tearing up stuff, you know, at ringside, right? Flipping the flipping the table cover, throwing chairs. And they come back from a commercial break, and he's in the ring just seething, yelling at the crowd to shut up, and, you know, like, this isn't fair and all this stuff, and just screaming. And then you hear, bah! and then he comes out, whoops the heel's yeah. ass, and leaves. It's Perfect. like, oh, oh, yeah, look at that. He came back. He shut up the heel. That's great. Instead, he wrecked the fucking tag division <laughs> and then did it again on SmackDown. Yeah, it felt like a very big Vince thing. Like, Vince would have done that for sure, and I was pretty – pretty bummed pretty pretty i was like man that i think i thought hunter you're better than that you know well we, we even said last week we said man like we're willing to look past that because it's just the one-time thing it came back whatever well then he went on smackdown and did it again so now i'm just i'm concerned now yeah i know i'm i'm right there with you i don't quite understand i i think the better way for that to have been done in my mind, is because Gable had a good promo. He said if Otis would have seen him coming, he would have knocked him down. You know, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened like that. If but he hit Otis from behind like a coward, it would have almost been if Gable would have signed Otis up for the match, and then Otis was like, "Hey, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing?" Or hyped him up real big, and then Otis was like, "Yeah, yeah, if I would have seen you." And then Braun just smashes Otis. I would took yeah. that. I would took that. Yeah. And then Gable yeah. like, yeah, right. But, Otis is in a spot you need to protect him or anything. Yeah, but then just to have him. Beat both of them. For I just, yeah, I know. I don't. Hey, can we can we go back to you mentioned Austin Theory? Um, I'd love to. So, um, what 
so he, he had that segment with Kevin Owens, which was incredible. Loved it. I mean, I literally had goosebumps during mm-hmm. Kevin. Promo. I mean, it was so good. That's the perfect example of a pro wrestling promo. It felt so real. Like that felt like a real person talking. It did not feel like someone, some geek wrote it on, you know, their Mac and, and gave it to Kevin Owens an hour before we're all to memories. And it, maybe they did. And he just really good, but it just felt like a real person talking. And I thought Austin Theory held his own with that, and he was getting mad, but he kind of couldn't look Kevin Owens in the eye. And then his response is basically like, "I'm going to flex and say, hey, I don't care because I'm, I'm still a Mr. Money in the Bank.'" Um, I think when it first happened, and I don't know if did I don't know if last week we talked about this on the podcast or we talked about it off, but about how. Like fans get worked, and when they get upset, they like we forget that's the point. Yes, yeah, we talk about it on the podcast. Um, but I just want to kind of double down about about Austin Theory. I think he is the perfect person to have won the briefcase when it first happened. I wasn't bummed that he won. I will say, I think this is this definitely does goes in the category of I'm not upset he won. I'm upset that you guys he wasn't even in the match, and it's very lazy to just be like. Actually, someone else is like they just did that with Brock Lesnar a few years ago. I think it's really lazy. Like the winner of the match is someone who was never in the match to begin with. I'm like, that's not creative. That's just lazy. Yeah. But now that all that's over and he is Mr. Money in the Bank, I think he's, I think he is doing, and I think him and WWE are doing a great job. I think WWE is putting him in a position to really get the most out of this. And this is what they really needed to do because. They definitely do this in the women's division. They tend to just pull the trigger way too quickly on these money in the bank. And some sometimes, some years, it's necessary. When Dean Ambrose did it in 2016, absolutely. That's not someone who would ever just carry that around. He's just he's shooting a shot day one. But Austin Theory is really, I think, getting over as a bad guy holding this briefcase, really milking it. I think it's a great look. Right. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, what did you think of the little little cut he got? That made it a lot more uh, real to me. I love seeing that. Oh, yeah. I was wondering where that, like, with his nose? Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering where that actually happened because I didn't see any replays or anything. Um, I think, again, uh, or I guess I haven't brought this up, but I, I think, like, less is more with pro wrestling, and I think it goes a long way. I think that little bit blood, like, when that happens, like, look at what happened to Becky Lynch. It always makes you look 20 times cooler. Yeah. Now, when you do it every single match and you're just a bloody fucking mess every match, it means nothing. But, um, like, you know, like John Moxley sometimes seems to do. Huh. But, um. Yeah, I think you immediately just you come across being like, damn, he's tough or yeah. she's tough, you know. Like Becky was the coolest person in the world when that happened, when she broke, got her nose broken. You're just like, everyone was talking about that. So I have a question for you now to uh, okay. completely, completely leave this topic, right? Okay, that's not really all I wanted to say. Yeah. I just wanted to give him his props. I think he's doing an amazing job. Um I do have actually. There is one thing I want to circle back around to if I remember it. It has to do with Roman Reigns with Austin Theory, but we'll Let's get back to it. Uh, Bianca Belair has her open challenge. Tyler. Okay. 
Yes. You're sitting there. Who did you think was going to come out? Someone on Discord said, who's going to be, who's going to answer the open challenge and why is it um, Carmella? So I thought, honestly, when they put that, I, that was just in my mind. I She is scheduled to come back soon. I don't, I really, I just, for some reason, I'm like, my mind was blank. I'm like, well, it's all the top stars. I, I was actually kind of expecting, not expecting, but thinking maybe it'd be a good time to have Alexa Bliss come out there. I thought that. And, I, I thought maybe someone from NXT might come up and just have a one-off thing of just like, look, like, we can hang some, like definitely get beat, but just come up and hang a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like, I don't know if when John Cena did his U.S. Open Challenge, that happened, I believe, once or twice, someone from NXT came up, and they were like, this is him from NXT, and he'd you know, hang with John Cena, and they'd be like, oh my god, that was great. When Sony That was did- by far the best. One of the most memorable runs with a title anyone's ever had yeah. is, that, is that U.S. title run, because it when people always say like, I want to make this title mean something again or whatever. Like I felt like that title run had that specific reign that he had as U S champion had a very specific feel that felt unique to the U S title. He basically yeah. was like, I'm the U S champion and, and being the U S champion is different from being WWE champion. Like you have to go through these and win number one contendership matches and do these certain things to be contender number one contender for a WWE title. But for a U.S. title at that time, you know, I think his thought was like, Hey, this is a championship of opportunity. And I think WWE uh, did a great job during that. And I think they've kind of bastardized it now. because <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone has open challenges every fucking week, but they have definitely just overused it now. It was great, and now now it happens a lot. But yeah. when Sonya Deville came out for Bianca Belair's Open Challenge, I I knew she'd get booed, but it wasn't like booze as in like oh boo you're a heel. It was booze as in just like man, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, it was such disappointing booze. I know, I know. I poor Sonya man. I I know. I, she really man she really was like i think she's really talented but uh and i was thinking one thing one one nice thing before we just fucking bury it all was uh i actually was like man, i really like her ring gear i yeah, i was i, I kind of keep that in mind when i see something i'm like no oh, that's really nice ring gear but yeah i'm like if that was your whole idea i i mean it's not like she's doing open challenges every week so that, to do one every now and again i think is fine yeah um and I and listen, we got to keep. They got to keep in mind too. And I like this is just for future reference. If they're going to do this a lot, which they haven't, I'm not saying they have, but I don't want to see an open challenge for a world championship that much. No, like the idea is that it's a world title, and people have to go. It has to be grueling, you know, mm-hmm. to be able to to become number one contender, or you're just a part of a, a story that you just have to be a number one contender because you have a personal grudge with somebody. I did think um, uh, Bailey got some pretty good uh, heat afterwards because there was the whole open challenge. So she could have just came out and then right after the open challenge, she comes out and was like, Oh, Hey, like you thought you guys thought this was going to be me, huh? Like, Nope. It wasn't me. Fuck yeah. You guys. 
I actually, yeah, that's a good point because I actually, um, I'm not crazy about the Bailey stuff right now, but I do think there's some teeth to this story because I, when I heard her say that, I thought, oh, okay, I can see where this is going to be a good story. It's not, they're not just milking it to try to get us the next pay-per-view. It's the idea. I, I like that story being like, I, I beat you in a tag match. I'm the one who pinned you and you have such a big ego that you like, you have to like avenge that loss like as soon as possible and i i'm the number one contender and i can get my title shot when i want and i'm not going to give you that satisfaction i'm like oh okay that's there's some teeth to that story oh yeah i absolutely love it and it's such it was really good too because it's all you know she she really did she pinned her in a tag match and uh god i don't know I yeah just, I, which i i think was the right call at the time i mean i absolutely I, you know <clears throat> They have done a really good job with, with Bianca, so uh, a sprinkle a loss in here and there. I think it's just fine. Um, the match itself, uh, it was fine. It wasn't it's all tough. The yeah, I didn't think anything too crazy happened. There's definitely some stuff that seemed off, or like it wasn't timed up right. But I mean, you know, she hasn't been she hasn't been in the ring in a long time. I feel like. Did you think that a uh, Corey Graves was like? Sometimes I don't notice commentary, and sometimes it's all I can notice. Yeah, I felt like he was like really going in on. I I, I liked it because it felt kind of real. Like she's a great competitor, but like she has no championship like um, aptitude. Like she's not doesn't have that killer instinct. Uh, I thought, man, she she just he just really hammered that home. Which yeah, I always yeah. think is funny when commentators <laughs> do that because I think it. I think it. Um, is obviously smart if i'm if you and i are wrestling and you're beating me up but you're you're not pinning me because you're gloating to the uh, like to the to the fans or whatever obviously commentating commentators should bring that up like oh you should just pin him but i but i'm like (laughs) in my like smarky way i always think like what if we watched a wrestling match where there was like absolutely no fan interaction i mean i guess maybe sometimes you get that with like certain new japan matches but it's just, just like never even glance at the at the fans. Never glance at the fans. Never sell anything. It's like the whole point is like I'm like oh well I mean that is again like non kayfabe. I think well that is what makes wrestling wrestling obviously. <laughs> uh, so then after that it was the uh, uh, Omos kind of came back. I kept hearing people talk about how he hadn't been featured since Vince left to beat two jobbers, which again you can do. There you go. It happened. Um, nothing. None about that. Bobby and uh, Seth had their little skirmish backstage. Bobby said, why don't we fight about it? Uh, after that is what I want to talk about. Uh, the Miz and Maurice had their little home interview. They, <laughs> they left. And then Dexter Loomis is just in the window the whole time and then holds up the picture of the Miz and uh, their children, which I thought for a while this feud was like, not funny, but had like some comedic things. He just kept the misers. I don't want to talk about it. And it's just kind of naturally a funny guy. Do you yeah. think it's going to take more of a dark turn now since he held a picture with his kids in it? Because that seems very much okay. not comedic and serious. Yes, He's now drawing the man's kids. I can see that, but I think it's so funny that in that short amount of time, he drew a whole picture that, <laughs> dude. I don't remember what I said about this last week. I am. I can't wait to see what happens next Monday. I'm. I. It's so funny to me now, in a good way. I'm just like I'm. I'm on board. I think it's so. 
I, I, I thought it was really creative. I think that they're doing really good creative things. Like the idea that Miz is like, I'm not going to be on Raw. We'll just do an interview from here. I think like it's hilarious. Like that's perfect. I'm glad they're really, really getting Miz's, you know, really using him really well. Uh, so then, uh, on, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do that with you. I was about to go into SmackDown, but I do, uh, yeah, I, I am really looking forward to now every Monday when that segment rolls around of watching and seeing, uh, how he somehow gets the Miz again. And I want to know what he did. Oh, I do too. I, I don't know what the payoff. I don't know if they know what the payoff is, but, um, it's the kind of like silly soap opera wacky story that i'm like oh man i feel like as i've gotten you know every year there's a little bit more and more and more into me that i'm like ah man i i kind of crave this stuff so like i'm, uh, I'm, glad, I, I'm glad it hasn't gotten too creepy like heidenreich and uh, michael cole backstage type of creepy yet i'm glad we're not oh there. yeah yeah oh it will <laughs> I'm glad we haven't got there yet. We're just we're just alluding to sexual assault, not actually showing it. So that's about it. Yeah, I keep thinking that every time he says, "I don't want to talk," about it, I think that's that's what we're doing here, right? Yeah, which you know, yeah. Full disclosure isn't funny, but you know, I, I think they're handling it pretty well. Yeah, uh, SmackDown of the Imperium had their first uh, actual match together in, I believe, a while. Uh, I mean, a great match, I thought. Uh, yeah, some of this on SmackDown, I didn't get a chance to see um, some um, of it. I, I am really glad that Imperium is, is yeah. a team again. Uh, it was good. Uh, they did basically everything they were supposed to do there. There was a uh, a spot where there was a back body drop and uh, kind of landed on his, I believe it was a Kaiser. It was landed uh, kind of on the knee, and I thought, ooh, that looked uh, rough. He limped for a minute, but then uh, at the end of the match, he was standing perfectly normal and seemed to walk out great. So uh, that was good. And then, of course, the big one, we've already talked about it, uh, Solo Sokoa joined the bloodline. Sammy Zane is so fucking funny, man. Where do you think that's going, eventually? I know we talked a lot last time about the whole thing with KO and stuff, but um, do you think that Sokoa's like, going to be like, all right, what are we doing with this guy? Or, you know, well, when I he, wonder how long he's going to be like, like how long this is going to go on. I'm on board for however long it takes, but oh no, I know Sammy won him over with his uh, pushing him out of the way for a chair shot and taking it for him when Drew was about to hit him with the chair. Yeah. Uh, so he won him over with that. But man, I just, God, Sammy Zane, when they said the bloodline runs deep and he said, deep AF, my dog. I die. Oh <laughs> uh, man, I he's he's a treasure. He's amazing. Like he, this guy. Dude, Solo Sokoa, I'll talk about him for a minute. He is built like a fucking tank. Oh he yeah, is, dude. He is just solid. He looks like oh yeah, he would just fight fucking anybody, doesn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look like he he looks he's the type of person where you're just like uh he just looks like he belongs. Yeah immediately he like he looks like someone i'm like oh yeah you know you get new guys in and sometimes they don't look right a lot of times with wrestling like you know i can get lost in the moment but then sometimes i if someone's about to cut a promo i'm like i'm out of i'm out of my out of the element and i'm like nervous that they're gonna mess up or something he's someone that i'm like 
I don't I think that he's a natural. This guy looks like he is just he lives in cave babe. Like he looks like he just lives wherever there's wrestling. Like he he's just belong he's been there forever. Uh yeah, I loved it. I thought it was good. Sammy's little one liners when Jimmy uh kept saying Jimmy would say something and then Jay would you know, kind of follow up with, with a line. And then eventually Sammy hit him with the deep AF. I thought, there he is. There he is. <laughs> uh, pretty, uh, I wish there was more to talk about with this uh, segment, the fatal five way for the women's number one contenders match. Uh, boy, uh, probably, I don't know what the record is for fatal five way elimination match times. <laughs> I don't know how many there's been, but God damn, this has to be the fastest. It has to be. It well, uh, was so fast. What, uh, so Ronda gets the win, right? Ronda gets the win. Uh, she eliminates Natalia. Then her and Sonya both eliminate um, uh, Lacey Evans and uh, Zia Lee uh, at pretty much the same time. They look at each other. Ronda drops down and hits the uh, arm bar. Uh, Sonya Deville hits the arm and neck choke. They tap out. They wrestle for about, man, three, five minutes. Not a very long time, maybe. And then uh, uh, just, you know, I made her uh, Sonya Deville tap out. Pretty fast match for a fatal five way. We talked last week about how we were hoping that Liv would go in a different direction after this. Yeah. It's not, it's not looking good for Liv Morgan. No, it is looking like when Ronda Rousey doubled back, I thought, yep, that's that's it. Yep. Which uh, is sad. Uh, Liv did watch uh, from upstairs and was, you know, kind of waving at Ronda like, oh, you know, come get it. And it, I do like when champions watch from up and above. But, uh, yeah, just, man, I'm not, not – I'm not a big Ronda guy. And I know I – don't, I, don't, I don't just like coming on here and shitting about stuff. I love wrestling, but I am just not – Ronda just doesn't do it for me. I feel like for as long as she, and I know she was out because she had, you know, the child and everything of that, but I feel like she's been rest for a couple of years now. And I feel like she's just still pretty clunky and just still not very smooth with her in-ring action. What, what, what's your take? You know, I, so we were, so we were live for her <clears throat> debut. Hum, yeah. Humble brag there. Well, not even a humble brag, it's just a brag. Went to two um, in a row. And I thought that's the best debut I've ever seen from somebody. And I do not think that I have seen that much improvement from Ronda Rousey since then. Uh, the promos never, like, sometimes Ronda can, can here and there, depending on what the length of the promo, she can kind of nail her point. I that is someone that when she gets a mic, I'm just like sweating, you know. And I just I'm right there with you. I'm just I'm glad um, that she's not like smiling baby face. But I'm I'm right there with you, man. I mean, I I don't want to you know shit all over either. But I I'm I just haven't really seen her get that much better since then and i and it's hard sometimes to root for someone if i know that they're like do you even like this anymore you know like why are you here after she claimed it was in character but i don't believe that for one second when she was just like constantly shitting on wrestling 
Oh, uh, yeah. I definitely didn't see when she was on here. I'm too cool for this shit. Leaves a bad um, taste in your mouth, you know? Yeah, I could I could do without her, man. I I feel like they attempted to do a Brock thing with her where she came in from UFC and all this, but it's kind of like, well, Brock was here first. He was just a great wrestler first. Like we yeah. Now he's just a legit badass. He can still wrestle his ass off. With her, it's just like, yeah, like the, you know, we, we've... We loved her because she was a legit badass that could wrestle some. Now she's had to have actual matches. She's lost. So now it's like, well, you know, I'm okay. I, I, I can do without it. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming if she wins, you know, Becky's injured right now. I wonder if they just hold off to WrestleMania and they somehow – I don't know if Becky would <clears throat> win Rumble, but, I mean, it looks like it will be Becky versus Ronda. And yeah. if they just do that – what, per, personally, again, you have two. You guys are the ones that want to do two nights. I would have a, a Raw Women's Championship match, a SmackDown Women's Championship match, a tag match, and then and also a women's like Huge grudge match. match. Yeah, and I think you could do that with Ronda and Becky, and like show how creative you are. We don't need that to be the title. We just want that to be personal between the two. I agree with that. I do. Uh, so next was the the McIntyre. Well, there was. Some things in between, but nothing really. No, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Solo Skoa. I was main event. Of course, it was great, real physical. And then Karrion uh, Cross comes out, chokes out Drew McIntyre, delights me. They turn all black and gray. The music kind of starts playing. Um, it was great. Scarlet was there. Was you know screaming. What do you, what do you think of the immediate um, black and white? Loved it. I it was know. one of the. I don't know if any wrestling, but I like uh, it. Oh, yeah. It is definitely one of those things. If you're watching with someone who doesn't watch wrestling or someone who always tells you how, well, you know, this is fake, right? And then that happens. I go, really? And I'm like, I like that. But yeah. uh, yeah. Um, I want to say something. I want to say something here. You say it. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I am still, I feel like the only person to ever like. The red light of the fiend, and I don't give it. I don't care. Three years later, I'm, st- I'm still, I'm still defending it. What do you think I, about I, the the Sin Cara lights when he wrestled? Well, that was like that was pre that was pre, I've I was pre me watching, so I right. don't I couldn't I couldn't tell you. But everyone seemed to hate the fiend red light, and I yeah. was like, I think this is a cool. I like a I loved it. So um, I would have liked it a lot better if it was just like almost like a warning thing, like someone's in the ring and the red light kicked on, and then it was like, oh, like the fiend's coming, and then you can't beat him up. But to watch his matches in him, I didn't like it. I mean, I would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I've been fine if like the red light was like once the match started, but even with that, I it didn't really bother me because I mean, some people like viscerally was like, this is the dumbest. I'm like, guys, is it really? It's, it's I was. Yeah, it wasn't that serious to me, but yeah, some yeah, people no, did just lose their no, fucking yeah, mind. I never, I never remember you saying all that, but I just remember people yeah. really like bitching about it, and it's like I think it's kind of cool, but uh, I don't know. So sometimes when you do have a take, where you're just like, "Wow, I really, I really feel like I'm on an island here." Yeah. But um, so I think it's probably then setting up for either Roman to take a little break or a triple threat match between uh, Karrion Cross, uh, Drew, and uh, Roman. Yeah, I would say so. I, I mean, all the reports are saying Roman's taking extreme roles off, so I'm guessing it's 
it's Drew versus Karrion Cross. Uh, how does that go? Man, I feel like you don't want Drew to lose two in a row, but I feel like he can afford it, man. I honestly do. I don't think Drew is – I think Drew's at a place now where he can lose one or two in a row and he can get his heat back. He can come back and just be an absolute fucking badass. And also, Karrion Cross a heel. The bloodline, will, I would imagine, get involved. Scarlet would somehow get involved. So I would think you would want Karen Cross to pick up a, a big kind of big first victory there on his first big pay-per-view back. I I think he, this is one of the scenarios you just got to do Karen Cross clean. Yeah. He puts him to sleep. I mean, you're right, Drew. Look, I mean, I, I'm not saying job the guy out to everyone. If he's not the guy to beat Roman, make some more stars. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not like, oh, this is the end of his road, but he's not he's not going to be in, in that position at the moment since there's only one person holding both world titles. Drew is in that situation where, yeah, he should probably just, you know, make it carry. I mean, I think carrying would cross would immediately come across as the legitimate guy. I mean, that's how he came in NXT. He went after um, Tomasa Champa, you know, and although – I won't get into it now. I actually hated that match because I thought that is not what TakeOver is about. Um, it made a statement, and he was a legitimate top guy, right? You know, oh, yeah. as soon as he came in. So if you were booking it, you would do him clean over Drew? Yep. I would just – I would do – I wouldn't be mad at that. I just – Drew, you know, he's not tapping out, but he just gets put to sleep. Yeah. Drew, the warrior, just – he just fought until the end and – he ran into a hungry, you know, monster. So uh, now we go to some uh, AEW news. What um, what do you think about the uh, the tournament? We did say last week that you could just do a tournament. Um, I saw a lot of people on Twitter were real mad because they are a little upset on how frequently AEW does tournaments. Yeah, that fan would be me. <laughs> well, let's hear. Let's let's hear your your. I want to hear a TED talk. From Tyler about AEW and their tournaments. I I I I heard it from someone a couple months ago, and it was like Tony Khan knows how to do two things: introduce new titles and do it with the tournament. I'm like, that is so true. I was so relieved when they decided to to just do the um, trios t- uh, title match to, to yeah. basically like essentially two tournaments. Yeah, because I'm like, you just did a tournament. Do not do another one for the tag titles. They and were running it back. And so I'm glad that they didn't do that, and it was just immediately. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was fine. I, 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 I like, again, I, one thing I like with Tony Khan is, like, he does seem to want to put thought in the certain things, and I like the justification of who was in the tournament yeah. and why. And uh, I, I appreciate the idea that so-and-so is in the tournament because they are, you know, Brian Danielson is a five-time world champion. Well, he's not won any of those in AEW, but it's still acknowledged. I think that's really cool. I think so. Uh, you, it's, it really makes the world of wrestling larger than just AEW and yeah. uh, really makes your talent look. Because if you're going to have talent and they're not going to be your champions – it's just one way to also make them look like a big deal, even right. though they've, you know, <clears throat> have lost under their belt. Uh, I have a uh, maybe a hot take about tournaments that maybe I don't know if any, <clears throat> I don't know if you've thought of. I'm sure you have at some point. 
uh, I think tournaments are a little lazy. I think in the case of AEW using them, how they just did, how they do all the time, I because uh, agree. You are now, you don't have to do stories for any of these people now. They're just in this tournament. They're kind of, you know, it's taken. You have a, you know, these two matches where there's 40 minutes of our two hour show done for us right there. We, we don't have to do a whole lot of stories now. It's just, oh, here's the, it's the tournament match. It's the tournament. And I, I think uh, you could tell some stories with, within these things. I agree. I think tournaments have a place in wrestling for sure. Yeah. But I will take your lazy and add to a kind of boring sometimes, honestly. Oh, yeah. I, I, because I always think with tournaments, so many people just, this might sound obvious, like, yeah, that's what a tournament is, but they just lose in the first round and then, like, that's it. And I just think they just, you kind of come off as a loser if you just lose in the first <laughs> round. Of- you know, uh, you know what I wouldn't be mad at as far as tournaments goes, if it was, hey, this title is vacant. Next week we're having a tournament, and like next, like the tournament doesn't start next week. We're having the tournament next week. That's yes. it's it's two or three rounds. You know what I mean? It's going to be real busy. The tournament is next week. I, you know, what's funny is I'm surprised. That's a really good point. I'm surprised we don't see that kind of stuff more often. Like. We're going to take one episode and it's going to, we're going to put everything else in the back burner because it's fine. They can go a week without a certain storyline. I mean, it's really that big of a deal if you have a two minute update on a storyline, you know, no, you can just wait a week and we're going to take either the whole night, like the whole two hours or three or whatever, or the majority of it. And we're going to tell one story. That'd be what you would do, right? Because I remember growing up, WWE would have a special three-hour episode of Raw. They would have the special where we're starting at 8. We're not starting. It's not 9 to 11 anymore. It's 8 to 11. We're starting at 8 tonight. So you would do next week, we're going to have a special three-hour episode, Dynamite, and we are going to crown the new champion. We're going to have a tournament because then you can still get a couple things in. The guys can get a little break in. And even if you wanted it to go further or you wanted to up Rampage a little bit, you could have, hey, like, these four guys specifically are already in the tournament because of what you said. They were five-time champions here. They were five-time world champions. We're going to have, like, this match and this match are qualifiers to get into the tournament. There's two places left in the tournament, and we're going to have two qualifier matches to get into it next week. So you can still get a little bit out of it. The pre- yeah. yeah, and so one good thing that AEW does, or um, I guess they have in the past, I, I think they still do this, um, is – Tony Schiavone will say, like, oh, I just got word from Tony Khan that if this match goes over, you know, 10 o'clock, we're going to stay with it, which I think is so smart. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a, it, those are the details that, that um, even though I'm more of a WWE guy, um, I really appreciate from AEW. It's like, that's an obvious thing. People joke about, like, oh, what well, match is coming to an end because there's, you know, three minutes left and um, until it, it goes off air. And I think that just that little bit of detail, even if you always do end at 10, um, just saying that kind of makes it a big deal. I think that you can start that exactly. We're going to have next week, we're going to do the tournament. We're going to do the entire tournament on one episode. We are, and, and have basically one of the announcers just say, like Tony Schiavone say, we are, a, this is a two hour broadcast, but Tony Khan has bought the extra hour. So if we need to go longer, we'll go longer. 
And it just immediately just that little bit of detail to think, oh, well, we could have a really long main event or something, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't feel so late. And yeah, you just do one night. Um, and then it's just I guess, rolling. It feels like you earned it too, man. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I will say the only con to this would be, um, you know, if you see the same wrestler, like, okay, if, if John Moxley would win, if you, if you heard his music four times in one night, like, are you, if you hear it once, you're excited. If you hear it four times, how excited are you going to be, you know? Oh, no, I think you'd still be excited. You think so? The, the, I guess if you're in that mode of, like, this is a tournament, this is what we're focusing on. Yeah, I think if it was some random time and it was the fifth segment John Moxley was in, I'd be like, hey, John, like, I, you're okay, buddy. You, you can clock you can clock out for tonight. But I think if I know I'm, I'm tuning in to watch a tournament, for one night, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'd be super okay with it because I think every time they come out, I'd probably have some new bandage on or be banged up some more or something. So, yeah, I think I'd, I'd still be excited to see him. Uh, I will say that I don't know, even though we just talked about this with WWE with Chad Gable not selling anything uh, from the Braun Strowman thing, right? I don't know if I would trust AEW to, to be the most um, – where the main event or the later matches should be these wrestlers selling more. I can still see the main event, them going a thousand miles an hour when you're like, you just sold a leg injury the last match and now it's fine. You know, I could definitely see that problem, but I think it would depend on who was in the finals. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause like if Mox and Brian were in it, I could see them doing it. But like you said, if you had some two, bred AEW guys, they, they would definitely, if like, Will Osprey made the finals, he's going a mile a minute. Like you said, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I am excited to uh, see it uh, tomorrow, the, the two matches. Um, even though we just said how we wish it wasn't a tournament, I am still going to watch those two matches. Yeah, I think I think the um, – oh, j- just to put a button on the tournament thing, I, I would be – there's an epicness to it Yeah, that I feel like you can really sit down and be like, all right, we're going to watch a tournament. Like – there's like a, a completely different atmosphere to it if they just did it all in one night and you would know we are in for a show. Like it's like you're sitting down to watch, you know, like one of the Avengers movies where you're just yeah. like, okay, this is it. This is what we're focusing on. And it's boom, 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 boom. Also, yeah. I think you get big ratings. I think people would go over to people's houses and like, you know, order pizza, or get food, yeah. and watch it. I think it'd be just a super big night. And you just have all that negative press. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of the negative press, uh, I have you. Do you have any uh, updates for us on that that you've seen? Um, I mean, Tony Khan basically he did, he addressed it without addressing it. He didn't say anything. Just that they had to vacate it. I do think <clears> it's <throat> funny. Like, well, what if you're just a, a normal wrestling fan who just was like, so why? 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 I think that they honestly. I mean, maybe you can't say a whole lot, but I think that you should just. Even if you said after the, you know, incidents, I mean, I guess they would think they don't want it to come across like it was a, like it's part of a storyline, but. Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> what I haven't seen from Dave Meltzer reported is that uh, that they wouldn't be surprised if there's like legal action taken during this. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, I wouldn't, I guess it would be wild, but I guess that it, it may, it does make sense. Um, I was bummed. I guess there was reporting that like punk was, it was pretty high stakes. Like, okay, by the end of Wednesday, we're going to know 
the exact thing with Punk. He's either going to be suspended with everyone else or he's going to be fired. And then we just never really heard. So I'm just assuming that he's suspended too. But the fact that he had to get surgery, I guess that – and I'm thinking Tony Khan just thought, well, he has to get surgery. He's going to be gone. We're not even going to mention him. Um, I do have something just super off topic. Uh, someone put a uh, a pretty funny uh, review on the Mindy Bakery's muffins on their website. <laughs> it's Mindy's Bakery, and you know what that means. All elite deliciousness. Unbelievably tasty muffins. Never heard of this place before, but was just in the neighborhood and thought I'd give it a try. My dear mother, Marsha, also enjoyed it. Then I <laughs> asked her if we can share her bank account, and she said yes, which was very kind of her. Then I punched Matt in the face, then Ace bit Kenny, etc. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, loved it. Another... <laughs> oh, hey. Fans are just, just keep leaving, just keep leaving stuff on this. Oh, and I have an update that's completely off topic, too. What was that? For the um, really niche audience that uh, would be listening to this podcast about pro wrestling and also wanting to keep up with MLS scores, I think the crew are about to play. There we go. Are they about to play? I'm going to watch it if they're about to play while I uh, edit this after. Uh, Yeah. um, They said – I was just seeing what they said. They can't – play after 1 a.m. apparently i don't know i guess that's just a rule but it looks like because they're talking about maybe uh playing the rest of the game tomorrow but like they've had a in miami and real quick stupid fucking rule right for what what do you mean you can't play after one you're adults i i don't know if it might have i mean i i have no clue i the only thing i can think is Maybe it has to do with like the workers there. Like they can't just keep the workers there for that long. They've probably been there all day. Okay, one of the tw- this game cannot be played at one a.m. with an eleven thirty-five start time. Yeah, eleven thirty-five is when the crew are going to um, resume play. That means they'll have eighty-five minutes to play the forty-five. So any stoppage would end tonight's proceedings. Um, man, now I got to decide if I want to go to bed or watch this game. No, you want to watch the game. Yeah, but I, God, if they lose and I don't get and I, uh, I'm not going to get any sleep. And I swore when I woke up this morning, I'm like, I'm going to bed early. And then I thought, we're doing our podcast tonight. I can't get bed early. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so talking in the world of wrestling, is there anything else that uh, we've missed or that you'd like to touch on? Um, <clears throat> I, I don't. Think so. Oh, I guess I will come back and finish my. Uh, and this is something we probably talked about last week, and we don't have to have a long discussion about this. I feel like we're going to say this every week. Like, we'll have to get a really deep dive into Roman Reigns. Maybe we can do that our, our next podcast. Um, but I, I think that one uh, to, to finish to put a button on the um, Austin Theory um, being Mister Money in the Bank thing. I think that um, he's the perfect Mr. Money in the Bank because, in a way, I cannot picture him uh, cashing in on Roman at this point. But that kind of makes it perfect because I'm like, what is he going to do? Like it, re- like it really leaves you guessing. And a lot, of, a lot of times in wrestling, it's it, it sometimes can get predictable. 
but in my mind, I think I can't picture a scenario where he cashes in now. Roman's he is in God mode, and I can't picture uh, Austin Theory cashing in. Like yeah, I, now that I, he has it, and that's what it makes it so exciting. Uh, I I would agree with that. I have absolutely no idea. A lot of times, like you said, you can kind of predict it, or we can sit here and say, "Well, this is probably what's going to happen," and then you probably have to do this. And but you know, with the Austin Theory thing, if he's right now, like how do you, how does he catch in? I wouldn't have a fucking clue. I wouldn't know where to start with it. I, and I love that. I love that. I don't know. I have a little quick fantasy booking that maybe we can close out the the podcast with. Okay. Okay. Fast forward to WrestleMania. Uh, main event of night two. The main event of night one saw um, Roman beat The Rock. And the main event of night two sees Cody Rhodes defeat uh, Roman Reigns. The Reigns for over. Both titles. Next night on Monday, <laughs> Cody opens saying he's fulfilled his, his father's dream. And then he gets cashed in on that night. That'd be awesome. Soon as he wins. I have fun, a big question. long story. Austin Theory cashes in and is champion. Is his briefcase, what title is it for? Well, in perfect pro wrestling um, logic, they never really say. So you can, it's open for um, storyline interpretation, I guess. Because you got to split it at some point, right? I, you know what? I was convinced that they were going to, and right now I'm just not convinced. I, I know one fantasy booking I had heard on a podcast once a couple a couple months ago at this point, or whenever he won the briefcase, was that if he cashes in on Roman, Paul Heyman can just open up Raw or SmackDown saying, um, yeah, kid, you didn't read the contract. That's just for one title. Like, I, I made sure I take care of my clients, and I made sure that, you know, that was just for the WWE title. Like, no one's taken the universal title from him. So, you, like, you you don't end the reign, um, his reign. Right. At this point, dude, it's we're halfway through September. I, I don't know how they'd even do it. I don't think they're going to. No, I don't think so. I don't think they would until after Mania. I, I, I think, okay, what about this, man? I, this just popped in my head. What if they did Cody wins the Rumble, which I think he's the, he would be the favorite to win. Right, that's it. So. Cody wins the Rumble. But The Rock is there too. And he says, when Cody wins the Rumble, he says, I'm going after the WWE title. The Universal title is great and everything, but like, I'm, that's the title that I came back here for. And that's the title I want. And then he has, he made events one night with Cody and one night with The Rock for each separate title. So Cody can beat Roman for the WWE title. But Roman beats The Rock and is still Universal Champion. I personally wouldn't necessarily like that. The idea just popped in my head, though. I'd uh, I'd be okay with that. I think Sam Roberts does something similar to that, as far as uh, or not maybe splitting the titles, but him doing the two night main event, which we talked about. Oh yeah, too. I but just thought that would be a way that uh, that would be him that- saying I'm defending the Universal one against The Rock, and then the WWE title against. So, so he, he makes out The Rock and says, "I, I kept one. I got to keep my second one tomorrow." Yeah, I think because I think Cody um, coming back because that was his mission statement. He wanted to be WWE champion. I think that he wins it and says, that's the title I want. Mm. Um, 
I don't know if you end up looking weird because you're like, well, why wouldn't you just go after both? But I think that you could probably tell a good story and cut a good promo. I think so. I think you could make it work just as long as you didn't diminish the universal title in it. But I think I have faith in this fight to make that work. At this point, I don't think you can. I think that yeah. thing is about the most elevated. You can't get any higher than that, which is also something I'm a Cody guy. I'm really pulling for him and I hope he, I hope he wins at WrestleMania, but that is kind of the problem with Roman. And maybe that's what we can talk about next week is um, I feel like no matter what, like how do you get bigger and better than this? Like it's just one of those all time historic reigns, I think, man. I, I, it's just I feel like whatever whoever wins the championship next, I feel like the reign just has to be completely different. You yeah. either have to defend it all the time, or it just has to. You have to really put thought and effort into having this reign just feel completely different and look completely different because you can't compare them. So it's like what Eric Bischoff always said about WCW. We're not trying to be better than them. We're trying to be different than them. That's good. So, I don't, I don't know how you would, uh, I don't think you could get better than him. Yeah. So I think, like you said, you would just have to make it just completely different than what his reign has been. That's why I almost think if Cody wins, maybe Austin theory should cash in the next night and then, you're immediately back to Cody chasing it and you're just telling a different story. So by the time he wins it from Austin theory, again, you're removed enough from the Roman Reigns story where you're not thinking about it. You're thinking about what just happened between Cody and Austin theory for like three months. Yeah. I think that'd be great. Well, I, that's, I think that's all I had. I, I, I think so. I think that's all we had. Um, we are, uh, there was a slight problem with the, the Apple uh, podcast going up on there. Last week's episode is up now. Uh, it should go up fine. I had to actually email them, get a hold of them. Uh, it took a while, but they uh, they fixed it. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We are on uh, just everywhere podcasts are. Yep. And uh, you can always read my stuff at AIPTcomics.com. So um, check me out there and check out our podcast. Like you said, wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. And we will see you guys uh, next week. See ya.